0: This is Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast that explores the intersection of mental health and real life. I'm licensed marriage and family therapist, Justin Lewis, and I am also the host of this show. On this week's episode, I have fellow therapist and regular guest on the show, Leslie Donner. Leslie and I are going to talk about some um, unclear thinking patterns, some... um, irrational thoughts, thinking errors, and bias, and also how to get around it. We're going to talk about how those contribute to a negative mental health, and also how it uh, provides some barriers to having healthy relationships. We're going to uh, sort through a handful of um, thought errors and point out how we can try to get around those. So that'll be our topic today. But before we go there, I want to let you know that Mapping Healthy Minds is sponsored by Compass Counseling. Here at Compass, we provide therapy for people of all ages, uh, adults, children, and couples. And if you want to uh, get in with a therapist who fits your needs in either Paducah, Owensboro, Henderson, or anywhere in the state of Kentucky via telehealth, go to our website, compasscounseling.com. Mapping Healthy Minds is also sponsored by Midtown Market. Midtown Market carries a variety of high-quality foods, including natural and organic products, and a wide array of gluten-free foods, in addition to being a full-service neighborhood grocery store. Midtown Market provides personalized services such as customized gift baskets and a drive through window that can be used when you're craving a cup of coffee or need to call in a small grocery order to go. They also provide other conveniences such as fresh, ready-to-serve weeknight dinners and prepared entrees that can be reheated, and I have hit that up on a number of occasions. Highly recommend. So head over to Midtown Market over on Broadway Street in Midtown Paducah to get all of those grocery needs met. I've never had a problem with road rage, and then this morning, I'm glad that was true. So I'm going straight on my way to work, and then someone pulls out right Mm -hmm. in front of me. And it's not one of those situations where I have to like slam on my brakes and like make sure I don't avoid them. Nevertheless, they pull out in front of me change my course of speed so i do not honk i don't get up next to them at the stoplight and give them the stare down i just go about my business and then i turn uh to take kind of the back alley to get into work and then they go up and then they turn Mm -hmm. and then they come in our main entrance (gasps) (laughs) and i'm coming down the alley so at one point we're like our cars are totally just facing each other yeah they're coming to this office they weren't my personal client but it would have been really embarrassing if i had have honked at them and then showed up like oh, yeah. 10 seconds later at this office in the parking lot so kids let that be a lesson to you not to have road rage
1: right they were old right
0: you know i'm not sure <laughs> they were i don't even identify the car because i don't want to give anybody away but old, the threshold for being old gets smaller and smaller every birthday I have.
1: I know. And that's the, that's the one thing that, like, I'm okay with old jokes because, like, no one's immune to that. We're lucky if we get old. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen to all of us. So it's okay with saying it. But also it's an example of what we're talking about, right?
0: Bias towards old people. Old people can't drive. It's uh, probably a woman driving.
1: Yeah. Well, like, or thinking like old people are bad. Wait a minute. What? (laughs) (laughs) If We're going
0: to go with that. if We're going to go down that road. Old people, you know, whatever. Women. Yeah. Have a, you know, stereotype. So stereotype and bias are a little bit different. We're going to talk about bias today. By the way, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. Thank you. It's been a while so we're going to talk about bias mm-hmm. and i have a few biases that'd be the
1: right way to say that biases yeah biases biases wait maybe it is biases i guess it is biases. it's probably just biases yeah.
0: sadly that doesn't sound as fancy
1: it doesn't i like pretentiousness
0: me too recently someone said that was the most pretentious thing i've ever heard you say
1: <gasps>
0: oh kind of made my day a little yeah bit. it's good to know i'm still on the rise i haven't peaked yeah <laughs> I haven't picked with pretension yet. All right. So we're going to talk about a few biases and a little bit about, you know, how they play out in general, but also take them a step into how they play out, mental health, relationship health, that sort of thing. All right. First bias that I think we need to cover is the, I don't have a bias bias. Oh. Oh, also... We hear the word bias a lot in society right now in terms Mm -hmm. of racial bias i think Mm -hmm. but we're covering a much broader scope
1: than
0: racial bias so listeners think about it in much broader scope than racial bias
1: yeah a a bias and it's an attitude and it can be on anything it can be about a person or a type of person or age or race or gender or it can also be about a situation you Mm -hmm. know
0: exactly and so the first thing i think is important is the I don't have a bias bias Mm
1: -hmm. because that's dangerous
0: because we all think we're kind of above bias or I don't think that (laughs) okay fair enough (laughs) I think it may be tempting for us to believe that we are not affected by bias Mm -hmm. not affected by irrational thought and that's what we're coming from today right Right. is this is all um, contributing to irrational thinking Mm -hmm. thought errors that sort of stuff And so that's part of what we do in therapy is help clear those up. Yeah. Remove those barriers so people can make good choices and good thought process. And uh, so we are not above that. So we all have a bias.
1: Yeah. Okay. And we're not even, even, I think people get this idea about therapy too, that we're trying to change people, like people who have negative thoughts. We're trying to help them just have positive thoughts because that's not always reality either. We're just trying Mm to. Much like higher education, which gets a bad reputation. I, I don't know why. But much like that, we're trying to open them up to possibilities, yes. different ways of looking at things. Right.
0: Which is a good segue into the first bias that I wanted to cover, which is confirmation bias. It's like the mother of all bias. So confirmation bias uh, is basically we have our thoughts, opinions, beliefs, our wishes, that we've developed over some sort of form. And then the information that we take in order to maintain this is only information that backs up this bias Mm -hmm. that we have formed. And so, um, yeah, so we have this idea of something that exists. And then in order to make sure that we are right, because we feel more comfortable being right than even something working out for us, we just use the information that backs up our confirmation and this is currently in society a lot in terms of news mm-hmm. we talk about confirmation bias and news but confirmation bias can be about anything so that uh, is kind of bias number one and that can be can go either way right we can see things as they're really bad and pick out all the bad things to back it up we can say that things are really great yeah we can see only the things that back that up.
1: And we can surround ourselves with people who will people. also back that up. <laughs> that's and, true. And avoid people who disagree with us.
0: Yeah, that's right. And so a lot of times I'm working with individuals and they're struggling uh, seeing life a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, let's think about all the information available. Not only this information that backs up right. this belief that you're struggling with. Your life sucks. But what about these things that you told me about? And just kind of help them see that, yeah. you know, life has its pros and cons. And then maybe we should just look at the net.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think of the phrase that I hear all the time now with usually some sort of criticism of some new source right, left, middle, um, they say, oh no, they're not going to report that, that doesn't fit their narrative. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Which, So we all have this narrative. We have sure. a narrative about ourselves and our own lives mm-hmm. and we tend to, you know, think about that playing itself out. You mentioned relationships earlier, like if, if you think you're a, a bad person and you don't deserve to be treated well, well, you're going to be with somebody who fits that narrative and treats you poorly.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so that, That's a a huge one to look out for, right? Is confirmation bias, and so in a way to change that is to make sure you're taking all the information into consideration. Mm -hmm. One way to to see how this plays out is go to an Amazon, uh, go to Amazon, and like think, okay, I want to buy this. The jungle, the jungle. Yes.
1: Oh, the store. The kids don't know about the jungle.
0: The kids don't know about the store, (laughs) about the jungle. They only know about the store. By the way, you also call it a store, which is even more aging you than calling know. it a jungle. I, yeah, I think. it's a
1: store. It's still a store.
0: You order? Do you order it offline too, Leslie? Is that well, what you if call I'm it?
1: offline, I'm not connected, right?
0: You've, right. You've heard people say that, though. I got it offline.
1: Oh, I guess I have. Yeah, I guess I have heard them say that.
0: You're not that much of a boomer. <laughs> so, so if we go to Amazon to buy something and we go to the reviews. Mm-hmm. We naturally if we want to buy oh, something Oh,
1: I know, yeah. We look yes. at the
0: positive reviews mm-hmm. and ignore the negative reviews. Well,
1: sometimes And that
0: is an example yeah. of confirmation bias because it's like, oh, I want to buy this. Let me all find all the reasons why I should and ignore any of these negative reviews and let me discount them because they're mm-hmm. these people are just, you know, negative nancys or they're bitter or whatever.
1: But think about that too. Like if you think about that critically because I used to do that and now that I'm more aware of it, now I'll look at the the uh, best and the worst reviews, but then I think so. Someone who's had an experience with a product strong enough that they're going to get online and write a review, it's going to be either really good or really bad. So mm-hmm. maybe none of those reviews are accurate. Maybe we need to look at the two and a half star reviews.
0: So that's interesting. I look in the middle. Uh huh. But I get what you're saying. You're that almost changes my mind a little bit because people feel passionate about yeah. it. Yeah. But I always think, okay, I'm going to look and see what's in the middle. Because mm-hmm. these people aren't going to the extreme of trying to point out something. They're yeah. giving more of a, this is what it was, instead of trying to grind an axe right. or be overly positive. So, I don't know.
1: So, do you have a lot of mediocre products with two and a half star reviews?
0: <laughs> you know, I just, I have low expectations. I keep my expectations low, mediocre at best. Yeah. So, because of that... I just look for that stuff that's only going to rate somewhere in the middle.
1: Okay. It's depressing. Don't want to get too
0: high. Don't want to get too low. Just keep it in the middle. Yeah. You know. Which brings me to the next one, which is contrast effect. Yeah. <laughs> so if I buy my mediocre whatever phone, mm-hmm. but if the phone I had before it sucked. Yeah. My mediocre phone right. seems pretty good. Yeah. That's the contrast effect. We have a really hard time making absolute judgments. We are always comparing up against something else. And so we're always biased in terms of comparing versus objectively saying this is uh, good or bad or I like it because of this or not. Mm -hmm. So in relationships, obviously, this is a problem. Because well, we're comparing dep- people yeah. up against someone else,
1: depending on who the previous partner was, <laughs> right yeah. who
0: the previous partner was, what family life was like, mm-hmm. what uh, parents were like, you know what's yeah. normal for a in their eyes on what a spouse should be like, right. you know all that uh, comparative thing, another place where this is a problem in relationships that I thought of as I was thinking about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about my childhood for a second here Leslie so bear with me please uh-huh. get in your therapist mode when I was a child I have memories of my parents always saying why can't you be more like so-and-so Oh God! because yeah. they are you know they're look, they're look at them taking initiative to do this thing or that yeah. thing or whatever answer the phone this way now the problem with that contrast effect is that they're only looking at one part of so and so. I got oh, to see way more right. of so right. and so. I wanted to be like, are you sure you want me to be like so and so? Because you, you don't know, you don't know all, all this other stuff. Yeah. So that's another uh, thing that can be a problem whenever we fall into contrast effect. Yeah. I feel like I'm pontificating. Let me know what you think about contrast effect. I was
1: just thinking about like guys who are like fresh out of prison. I don't know why I'm thinking about that, but I was just like like they're looking around, like everything looks great to them because they've been in prison with a bunch of guys, and so,
0: like low expectations. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Availability bias
1: for that for me that's just a that's just a function of our laziness in thinking, <laughs> like. You know, I don't want to do the research and a lot of these biases are like that. I don't want to do the research. So I'm going to remember what is convenient for me to remember, which is, Mm -hmm. I remember lots of plane crashes. Therefore, I'm not going to get on a plane ever.
0: People hear about plane crashes in the news more than they hear about people dying of lung cancer in the news. So they are more scared of plane crashes than they are getting lung cancer. Mm -hmm. And that's part of that availability bias. Um, yeah, so our world is more easily well, defined by the things that come to mind.
1: Yeah, well, also, well, you this don't, has we, never
0: happened to me. Therefore, this is not going to happen.
1: Yeah, you don't hear and a plane arrived at Newark Airport safely today. I mean, exactly, we you know, exactly. A lot, these biases, like not only do they reflect our laziness, but also our anxiety. Mm. Like it makes us feel better to think we have more control over things than we do.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we only have hey, that's that is so true. We don't think about all the times and this is another one that's like survivor bias mm-hmm. is we only see these situations. In the book I was reading recently talked about bands, like music, musicians who are trying to be a famous, you know, yeah. whatever. <clears throat> and, and the author was saying nobody walks to the graveyard of mm-hmm. failed musicians. Yeah. They read the articles about the musicians that made it by starting in their garage and yeah, moving up. Yeah, of course. And they don't, I mean, the journalist isn't going to take the time to write a story about somebody that played once or twice and then right. didn't make it. And I was thinking about it in another term of like, sometimes we judge ourselves too much on overly successful
1: mm-hmm.
0: situations. I'll use this podcast, for example. I'm not reaching a million listeners per episode. Mm-hmm. But there have been many people that have started podcasts that last for like two episodes. Sure. Probably. But I don't know about them. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like we don't always correctly judge what we've done or how we're – our success rate because we're looking only at these things that get the most attention versus all the times that something did not happen.
1: Right, because a lot of those things that get the most attention, like if you look at what led to all of that, a lot of it, yeah, there's hard work, there's talent, there's luck,
0: lots of there's just
1: a fluke, Um, and again, that's we're not always in charge of all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are outliers, Mm -hmm. you know, like the the you know that we think about, oh well, you know, well Bill Gates didn't go to college or whatever. Exactly. That's an outlier. That doesn't mean that, you know, right. generally college is a good idea.
0: Yeah, for sure. We, yeah, or, I was talking to somebody about Steve Jobs recently, and it was like, we, uh, we look at him and we see his successes. Mm-hmm. We don't look at all the ways that he tried at something and failed. Yeah. And then we try to imitate these weird things about him that we think are going to make us more like him. Like, the well, black shirt. he wore the same shirt every day. <laughs> so maybe if I do that, I'll be able to be more successful. Yeah. Instead of thinking, maybe I should just fail more. But that's the survivorship yeah. bias is we don't see all the failures. We only mm-hmm. see the successes.
1: I don't know why it makes me think of this, because this isn't an, an illustration of that type of bias. But I think about all of the famous musicians and celebrities who died young. And for that reason, it seems like they're remembered as being more talented than maybe they actually were. Because I've heard people say that about <sighs> Marilyn Monroe I've heard people say that about James Dean. Like, had they not died young, would they have just gotten old and just been forgotten about?
0: Yeah, I have a somewhat unpopular opinion about Nirvana, actually. (gasps) Yeah, I know. Gasp. Yeah. But I generally think if Nirvana had just gone their own ways Mm -hmm. after that amount of time, Dave Grohl goes on, forms Foo Fighters, Mm -hmm. Kurt Cobain... Doesn't, you know, what does some sort of solo or doesn't really do much. Gosh,
1: can you imagine? What if he
0: just had is not going to be now. like Nirvana is not going to be glorified nearly as much or seen as... talented as like
1: you think they couldn't have adapted? They could not have reinvented themselves.
0: I, I could see no, that. Now let me bit of a little bit I a little bit of a little bit of a
1: yeah. yeah.
0: of a little bit of a little if they had little bit of a little bit of and their music was still there, obviously, but they broke up. Dave Grohl did Foo Fighters. They, the music that Nirvana made, would not be as glorified or seen as mm-hmm. as good as it does. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like pe- people said that about you know Heath Ledger, the last movie, The Dark Knight, that he yeah. made. Like it got more um, more
0: attention. Yeah, no, that's a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. I've never seen Alive it. Alive or not,
1: you haven't seen it. I've not seen any superhero movies. I don't know why.
0: Well, I don't. So I watch Batman. Mm-hmm. That's about my only superhero movie. You would like Batman. I would
1: love all that stuff because I like to read about the psychology behind it all. Yeah, but Batman, I just in my imagination, it's probably better than it is in real life. I don't want to be disappointed.
0: I'm not going to tell you to watch all those Marvel movies. I am going to tell you to watch Batman, though. Yeah. I think you would like. Wait,
1: now who's the best Batman? Though.
0: The best. So okay. I can talk about this for a long time, but in every Batman movie, you have two characters. You have, well, multiple characters, obviously, but you have Batman mm-hmm. and you have Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. So, the alter ego. right. So, to me, there's an answer for each of those. Like, who is the best Batman okay. and who is the best Bruce okay. Wayne? So, if you could design. So it's not necessarily the same actor.
1: Yeah. Tell me the best and then tell me who you would have play both characters.
0: So, for me, I think that Michael Keaton is the best Batman I know a
1: lot of people say that and is, I think yeah.
0: Christian Bale is the best Bruce Wayne
1: hmm
0: it's my opinion
1: uh, that's funny see like in my mind and again I've never seen any of them but I would swap those two actors in those roles like Michael Good. Keaton seems like a Bruce Wayne character and uh, and maybe that's part of that contrast effect because he seems like more like he would play Bruce Wayne How and Christian that? Bale
0: seems more like a superhero well, I mean, he does play Batman, too. Why would you say that Bruce Wayne, or uh, Michael Keaton seems more like a Bruce Wayne? I guess. most people find that to be very, um, it was a strange casting. A lot of people are like, yeah. really kind of see it as, he's more of this quirky, aloof I'll always see him as Mr. Mom. Yeah, a lot of people were like, concerned about that. But Although I think he, it, it played he, out. Yeah. Just like everybody always does, but... I'm curious why you thought he would be a good Bruce Wayne.
1: I don't know. Just as someone uh, who's never
0: seen the movie.
1: I guess because I think <laughs> of this Bruce Wayne as someone who just flies under the radar, like no one thinks anything about him. He okay. goes unnoticed.
0: And so you think, well, people are going to be paying attention to Christian Bale.
1: Yeah, that's what I would think.
0: I can see that. I can see that. Well... I could chase that sidebar a little longer, <laughs> but I will choose not to. Outcome bias. This is a good one. Yeah. People decide whether or not someone has made a good or bad decision on the outcome. Mm-hmm. So this plays out all the time in basketball. Yeah. Somebody will shoot a three-pointer or mm-hmm. something. it's like the joke is always, no, 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 no. Yes,
1: oh, good shot. I'm glad the coach put him in.
0: So, they, so it's like, oh, that was a good choice to shoot that okay, shot because okay. you made it. Right. But if you had to miss the shot, everyone's concerns would have been confirmed of mm-hmm. that was a bad shot. Right. So outcome bias. We see the result or the outcome is justifying the decision.
1: The ends justify the means.
0: Right. So that doesn't necessarily, even if you get a bad outcome, doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad decision, mm-hmm. especially if there's other factors involved. Right. Right. Yeah. But we always see the outcome as whether or not the decision was a good or bad one.
1: Mm-hmm. I, and I think a lot of people can be real judgmental of well, not just athletes, but, you know, people that... Are charged with making very difficult decisions you know I mean we have a lot of people in power right now that have to make very difficult decisions and it's you know easy for us to be very critical so many
0: factors involved to to say if it's a good or bad one based on the outcome is just totally irrational
1: and a lot of it like you know with going through this whole pandemic thing like a lot of this is flying blind you know people Mm. are doing the best they can with the information they've got
0: so true yeah exactly and the more information that's gained Mm -hmm. the better choices are able to be made
1: yeah oh yeah and there's a lot of criticism of that too well wait why are we doing this now i thought we were doing this well because we know know better now
0: (laughs) right it reminds me of a lot of times people complain or like well back in my day we didn't have seat belts or we didn't have helmets on my bike well we have helmets on bikes because people busted their head open when they fell and we decided let's change that right it's like it's because we got smarter is why we have safety now.
1: Mm-hmm. Or I mean, people used to give whiskey to teething babies. My God.
0: I mean, yeah. <laughs> then we learned that's a bad idea and we changed. <laughs> so we have to glorify like the non-safety days. Okay. Just a small little yeah. soapbox. Now, this is also segued from a little bit of that uh, information, the paradox of choice. So we typically think the more information... More choices that we have, Ugh. the better off we are.
1: Uh, it's paralysis of choice. But
0: research studies have shown this is not true. There's one about um, having all these options for jelly, <laughs> and so these per- these people had all these options for jelly, and they were having a hard time choosing which one to get. And then when they finally did choose which mm-hmm. one to get, it took them longer to decide right. than the people who had three options and then later uh they were less satisfied with what they chose than the person who had three options
1: yeah buyer's remorse
0: buyer's Mm -hmm. remorse but also part of that is well i had 500 options maybe there was another one that would have been better off for me. Yeah. Maybe strawberry plus grape with nuts had it, would have been better than strawberry Nobody and grape puts plus nuts and jelly. I'm just making an example. I didn't even know you me? meant
1: flavors. Come I on. was thinking you meant like jelly versus jam versus preserves versus marmalade.
0: Well, anyways, Compot, point is,
1: chutneys.
0: The point is that if we have more options, we're less likely to be satisfied because we think, well, maybe that other option Maybe something else out there had have been better.
1: Mm -hmm. I've heard clients say that they wish that we had arranged marriages here. (laughs) I mean, it's that, like...
0: I was going to bring up uh, online dating. (laughs) Yeah. So there was a lot, like, back in the day, uh, before online dating was a thing, Mm -hmm. you had, you know, whatever, 20 people in your life that you're probably going to Choose yeah. from, this this person uh, seems all right, I'm going to go with this, right? But now you make your profile and you get all this, I don't even know how it works exactly, but mm. you know, whatever, online dating, you get connected with people. So you're thinking this whole time, well, maybe if I had to emphasize this part of my profile, mm-hmm. I would have found somebody that would have been better for me and all these sort of things. Right. And so the satisfaction level of relationships could be lower because you're always thinking, well, maybe there was someone else out there. Yeah. Because instead of whatever, 25 people in our life, there's, you know, 2 million people out there on yeah. social media, dating uh, sites. Well,
1: uh, that has also increased infidelity.
0: Yeah. That al- availability. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That is true. So many more choices. Yeah. That's a good point. So
1: I just think of restaurant menus. I hate when they're like, oh my too gosh, many. like multiple pages. It's like, can you just say, like, I don't know. I want a restaurant. that Maybe that would be a good restaurant name, Paradox of Choice. <laughs> we just have grilled cheese here. That's all we have.
0: We got grilled cheese. Yeah. Hey, that's not bad. That's not bad. I have a restaurant idea.
1: I've heard this. What is it?
0: So um, I don't care where do you want to go is the name of the restaurant. <laughs> because well, many times people are like, hey, let's go out, let's go out to eat. Where, sh- where should we go? I don't care where do you want to go yeah Boom.
1: it's perfect you're right there and that's also the that's illustrating that point that paradox of choice like it's if it's there's so many restaurant too options hard
0: exactly well, I what if also, we also the wrong one i saw my brother i'm gonna give my brother some parenting uh kudos here mm-hmm. on record uh-huh so his little daughter needed a a bib uh to eat whatever and so they said okay mckenna it's time to put on a bib and she was very resistant to it mm-hmm. and it seems like she was resistant to it because she had to put on a bib but i don't think that was all of it she had tons of bibs because her grandparents have everything yeah. tons of everything right? right so when my brother said okay here choose between these two bibs
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: she grabbed the bib and they put it on yeah and because she didn't feel overwhelmed by the paradox of choice, yeah. she did have a little bit of control, right on right. which one she was going to wear. So there's there's some value in that. It's
1: also the illusion of choice that like uh, you still got to wear it, but but you get to choose. Which you get
0: one. to choose which one. So there's yeah. a little bit of that in there as well. But I do think having too many can be overwhelming. So not having enough can be overwhelming too. Being stuck with something, yeah, may not be good. So there are arranged marriages. I don't know, maybe if we had like three options. Yeah. There you Instead go. Instead of the arrangement, it's like, okay, you got multiple choice. Which one do you want here? Yeah. So, yeah, the paradox of choice. Having too many actually can having too many options on how you can do something or what um your computer might be able to do mm-hmm. ends up that's why Apple was so successful. They simplified a lot of things. Streamlined. Yeah, it,
1: streamlined. Maybe
0: it's like, okay, here's Here's how you do this. It's real simple. And 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 we're
1: not going to give you all the stuff that you don't need.
0: Don't need. Right. Exactly. So you can just sort through it and learn what you need and move on. What kind of bias do you carry regular into the therapy room?
1: I don't know. I have a
0: bias. I don't know if it has a name. I have a bias (laughs) towards... Couples staying together, mm-hmm. which is probably kind of obvious.
1: That's a good one, though. That's it kind of is. Funny.
0: But I, I own it. And I don't even tell people. I'm like, hey, look, I'm biased towards people staying together. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell you you have to. But I'm right. going to do what I can to help you be better. I also have a bias towards people taking ownership and personal responsibility because I yeah. see that working out. Yeah, I tell my clients that, too. If you want to be successful, taking ownership and responsibility about what you can do better yeah. is going to get you there. So there are two biases that I hold that I can own.
1: I guess I have a, I'm biased towards certain disorders. (laughs) (laughs) Towards uh,
0: diagnosing certain disorders?
1: Well, no. I mean, like if I know someone has a particular disorder, I tend to like them more. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> and my, my clients who are like that probably know that. I tell my neurotic ones all the time, like, oh, I just love you. Like, I don't know why we need to change you. You're so charming the way that you are and quirky. They're like, but I'm miserable and I can't function, you know.
0: Maybe it's because you see yourself in uh, them. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. That's normal, right? Normal. They're like, no, no, it's not normal. <laughs>
0: Birds of a feather right That's what they say. yeah, okay, so a bias towards a certain type of person you're yeah gonna, or like, you know this problem's not as bad as that one.: Yeah, makes sense. All right, so confirmation bias, pay attention to way to get around that is pay attention to all the evidence, not just whatever I backs mean- up. I think your you opinion
1: deliberately search out <clears throat> conflicting opinions mm-hmm. deliberately have conversations that are going to make yourself uncomfortable
0: yeah that's right
1: watch opposing news sources
0: yeah totally and uh, yeah be open to the fact that you could be wrong mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody recently about common sense and they were like talking about how they're opinion or beliefs were common sense and the other person's was not. And I was like, well, of course course you think that. No one's going to say that their opinion's nonsensical.
1: Right.
0: Everybody thinks their (laughs) approach is the common sense approach. So that's why both sides. And then, you know, politics are like, well, you know, we're the common sense or we've got common sense and they Mm -hmm. don't. It's like, well, yeah, you're going to call your own opinion common sense all your time. Right. So being willing to see that, I don't know, maybe you're wrong Mm is a way to combat confirmation bias. And like you said, getting all the information you can. Mm -hmm contrast effect when you're making a judgment on something pay attention that maybe you're just comparing it Mm -hmm. availability bias know that we're bringing to the information bringing to the situation what we know and uh, just because we have not experienced something doesn't mean it doesn't exist right and survivorship bias there's a lot of uh there's a lot of stories that we don't know about of unsuccessful things that we should consider. Mm-hmm. We're not limited to only the successful events. Outcome bias. Just because you got a bad outcome from your decision doesn't mean you made a bad decision.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I bet you I think see, that's helpful. I think about that a lot in people, people that are going through a divorce Mm. That they you know there's so much grief involved, and that's one thing that I try to tell you know, and I don't work with couples, but like it's usually the the wife you know that's going through a divorce or whatever, and I always try to tell them that don't view this it's not a failed marriage you mm-hmm. know it's just it's it's not working for you guys anymore, and it doesn't mean that nothing good came from it, it doesn't mean it was a waste of time, yeah, you know
0: right, yeah, just because. Yeah, just because there's something that is difficult or challenging or didn't work out like you wanted it to doesn't mean you didn't make the best right. option on the table. Or With the, the information you had information at the
1: time. Yeah.
0: Right. And good enough is a good uh, idea to have. So the paradox of choice works against that. Sometimes we need to be like, hey, this option that I chose. Yeah. It's good enough. I didn't have to have every bit of information to make this choice.
1: Yeah.
0: I chose this one. It's working for me. Doesn't have to be perfect, it's mm-hmm. not going to be perfect. People will probably be better off in their relationships if they took more of a good enough approach, which yeah. sounds a little bit I don't know flippant, maybe not. But sometimes we have to be like, you know, hey, spouse is good enough. Boy, Hopefully, I'm should, good enough for them.
1: You should write greeting cards. <laughs> Happy birthday! You're my That's most bad. adequate friend.
0: Any last word on bias? I love um, this topic.
1: I do, too. I do, too. Like, there's so many examples that mm-hmm. we could come up with. Of, I don't know. I could just there's
0: so many more bias out there, but I just thought we'll cover these few. Yeah. I mean, this these. is just
1: kind of like stepping, getting our feet wet, t- talking sure. about critical thinking and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, logical fallacies right, and that exactly. kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. We may have to come back to this because mm-hmm. when I do therapy with people, I really try to help clear up logical fallacies. And yeah. Add critical thinking to their approach yeah. and see things from a different point of view.
1: Yeah, because it helps them not just see themselves differently, but see the whole world differently, you mm-hmm. know, not have such a negative view of other people.
0: And to know that there is actually a name for this mm-hmm. helps you know, oh, this is the human condition. This isn't yeah. just me and my irrational self. This mm-hmm. is how humans, unfortunately, are wired. So. Yeah. Thank you again for joining me. You're welcome. This has been Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast that explores the intersection of mental health and life. For more episodes, you can find the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And we are also on social media sites, Facebook and Instagram. website for the show is mappinghealthyminds.com, which has access to all the episodes that we've recorded so far and a little bit more about the show thanks so much for listening and if you enjoyed the show give us a review or tell a friend it's the best way for us to pass the word on to other people mapping healthy minds is brought to you by compass counseling and is produced and hosted by yours truly justin lewis